Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes I question Josh's mannerisms. 
<laughs> yeah, and so, good. And ladies else. and gentlemen, tune on in and listen. And of course, if you got a call, go ahead and call us, and we will answer your question in the best way possible. Indeed, that's right. The call-in number is six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Especially for you, local Chicagoans, who saw the Bears won on national television last night, twenty-two to nineteen. The Bears are now three and five this season as they head towards the Edwards Jones Dome to take on the St. Louis Rams. The Bears beat the Chargers, where a lot of experts and media people in Chicago picked the Chargers to beat the Bears. However, Jay Cutler proved his critics wrong once again. The Bears have been in a slew of close games, but they couldn't seem to close out those games against the Lions and the Vikings, but they did. They beat the Chargers. Jay Cutler with stellar performance in the fourth quarter as the Bears took up the victory 22-19 and the Chargers continues to go down as one of the most disappointing teams in the 2016 NFL season. I'll start off with Frank here, uh, since he's the Chicago slash Indiana connection. Uh, Buddy, uh, what was your thoughts on the game last night? All right, let me ask you this, Josh, and I want you to be honest. If you thought that Jay Culler was going to throw a pick six, lose the ball Mm -hmm. on a fumble, as well as Robbie Gold on top of things, missing two field goals. And not to mention, too, the defense I don't think played really well throughout the majority of the game, especially in the second half. We'll talk about the defense later, but let me ask you this question, and I want you to be honest here. Jay Culler throws a pick six, loses the football interception. Robbie Gold misses two field goals. The defense doesn't look good in the first half. Be honest here, Josh, be honest. Do you think the Bears win this game? Because I don't. I, I looking on looking at both teams on paper, probably not because Matt Forte was in there, so you don't really have that reliable yeah, option in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, but but at the end of the day, we can't worry about what if this happened or the worst case scenario things. I mean, it what happened happened. The Bears won because and, they were better the better team on that night, and the Chargers are you know. The NFL injuries happen. You can't make excuses for it. Um, but, you know, Phil Rivers is touted as one of the best NFL quarterbacks, but he only scored 19 points against the Bears defense that you said did not play that well last night. I didn't see the well, whole game, but from what I did saw, they, I, they did a good job on making tackles on third downs, and I think that's what helped the Bears actually get back. Look at this, Frank. They were in the red zone for the Chargers on offense seven times before they were getting touchdowns and stuff in the fourth quarter. This game could have been a blowout. Okay, yeah, you're right. It could have been a blowout. And I'm very impressed with the Bears and how they and how they won this game. Understand this. The last the last couple of years when you had the Mark Trust, Trustman reg, regime, the Bears would have clearly yeah. not won a game like this. They would have faltered under the pressure. Uh, they may have gotten blown out. Who knows? But I'll say this. As far as what we saw last night on Monday Night Football, this is why John Fox was brought in as head coach. Uh, one of the more recognizable head coaches, a guy that, okay, maybe they haven't won Super Bowls, but he's gotten two teams at the Super Bowl. You're seeing what I think now, uh, the influence of John Fox as head coach, Ryan Pace, the general manager, and clearly you're seeing it in Jay Cutler. I'm saying this, Jay Cutler played very well last night. Uh, you take a look um, at his performance. The guy had over, my goodness, 300 yards passing. How about 345 yards passing and two touchdowns? 
the offense, Josh, I'm not saying, Josh, the offense has played very well this year. They have been convincing to me that this is an offense that can get you into the playoffs. However, it, I know Lamar Houston came up with those two big sacks uh, on the on the final San Diego drive. The defense here is still uh, sus- is still suspect here because the defense has gone burnout at times. I think the Bears need to step it up, especially on defense. They're three and five now. They're fortunate enough to be three and five. I mean, look at the San Diego Chargers. They're two and seven. Let's understand this. Let, let, let's turn out the lights on the San Diego Chargers season. The question is, will the San Diego Chargers be in, in San Diego next year or will they be in Los Angeles? That's what we should be asking ourselves about the Chargers. But the Bears, they are three and five. They got three games that are crucial over the next three weeks. The Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. you mentioned them next week, a team that plays pretty good at home. The Denver Broncos at Soldier Field the following week. That means Peyton Manning. That means the AFC West leading team. How about the Green Bay Packers on such a short week, Thanksgiving night? The schedule does get a little easier from that point on. But if the Bears are going to be convincing to me that they are a team that could potentially compete here for a playoff spot and they still got a ways to go, the next three weeks are crucial. I can't stress that enough. I, I fully agree with you, Frank, and um, I, I think it's a perfect opportunity to show what they have. I think there's a lot of bravado, and a lot of, uh, a lot of the players on this football team, even newer people that were with the Martrus and Eric, that still have a chip on their shoulder for uh, what happened last year. I, I, I guess the glowing thing about me about the Bears, on all fronts, I, clearly, yes, you, clearly, yes, 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 you, yes, you have some, uh, some suspects on defense, but that's a personnel issue, and it's not going to. It's not going to change overnight. You know, Discipline. I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it'll get better over the next couple of years. I mean, you got oh, John Fox. You're right. And, and Aren't you forgetting something here? Aren't you forgetting? How about the word fun? It seems that this Bears team yeah, at exactly. last is having some fun. I, but Nick, I, listen, I didn't see that last year. I mean, all I kept on yeah. hearing was turmoil at Hallis Hall. Uh, what's the chemistry like in the locker room? Some conflict mm-hmm. here. The, the Bears were not having fun. They were a team that was boring to watch. They were a team that obviously had, had issues no in terms of the chemistry. No heart, no chemistry. They were not enjoying each other's company. But you know what? You have you have a head coach in John Fox. Him and his coaching staff that he has brought prominently from the Denver Broncos have come in and really changed the culture. And if you're going to be a contender, whether it's for a division – or even a wild card spot, Josh. You got to have fun. And yes, I agree. There is discipline, but there's also fun too. And that is clearly the difference between the Bears team of this year and what we saw a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, Frank. I I, I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, the schedule, especially after that Green Bay game, is uh, plays to the favor. I mean, you're playing the Redskins, the 49ers. The Buccaneers. I mean, it, it, this game just handed to you on a silver platter that each win. But we'll talk about that later on. Uh, let's get some thoughts here, uh, buddy. Uh, did you get to see any of the game last night? What was your thoughts on the game? I did not get a chance to watch the game last night between the Bears and the Chargers. Uh, but this was a game, like Frank pointed out, and as I listened to what you two were saying. It was a huge game for Chicago. They knew very well coming in that if they lost, it would jeopardize their playoff hopes. It keeps their slim hopes alive, 
you know, and then the next few weeks get really, really tough. So they need all three games that they have are must-win games for the Chicago yes. Bears. Yes. I mean, Chicago it. knows that they have got a chance to do really well. I'm kind of looking at the highlights of it right now. The first half, you saw a lot of scoring between both teams. Third quarter, nothing happened. There, It was just the zeros. And then the Bears took over the entire fourth quarter. So this was a game that really had a lot at stake. I expected it to be close between Chicago and San Diego. For the Chargers, though, yeah. they're – Come back. Yeah, I bet that it's not – I didn't mean to interrupt, but we have a caller here. we got our good, close, personal friend, Nash, calling in from the great state of Oklahoma. What's going on, bud? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, good morning, Mr. Nash. Hey, I'll tell you what, Josh and I are doing very well considering the Chicago Bears pulled it off on Monday Night Football in a game that nobody picked the Bears prominently to win unless you're Mike Dicka. Good morning there, Josh. Uh, Nash. Good morning to Nash Carey. Welcome to the Sports Drive. Uh, do you have a question, buddy? Yeah, great show, guys. Uh, second on my morning drive as I'm out doing uh, doing my work and listening to you guys from the road. Um, I wanted to say that game last night showed me two major things. One, the, the Chicago Bears have not packed it in, and Jeremy Langford could be the next heir apparent or the pass of the torch to the aging Matt Forte, and that is a, going mm-hmm. to be a very dominant running back for years to come. But the other thing is, think about it. I don't know what's going on with Kevin White. I don't know if he got placed on season-ending IR, but I think he's about ready to come back from that uh, issue he was having with his shin earlier. And if that happens, all of a sudden this becomes a, a contending team. I remember Odell Beckham Jr. last year just kind of came out of nowhere midseason and put up some very impressive numbers. Can we expect the same thing maybe from Kevin White? I'll tell you I what, like let me... Kevin White. I... Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, yeah I, I love Kevin White. Uh, I, with the very few amount of college football, and I mean very few amount of college football that I do watch, I, I've seen a, uh, Kevin White's entire run in college. Uh, he's a tremendous down-the-field threat, uh, which the Bears definitely need, especially in the close games where I thought Kevin White could have been a factor in the Lions game and could have been a factor in the Minnesota Vikings game. Think about this, gentlemen. The Bears could have been 5-3 and three if Kevin White was playing, but we don't play in the world of if. I do think Kevin White could be a good contributor factor. He's a rookie. I see many of uh, uh, respected journalists say that Kevin White could be one of the best uh, players from this particular draft that happened in Chicago. Uh, I, I I would hope to see him come in. I don't know if it's a season ending or not. I hope not, but if so, I guess it's better to hold him off when he's really 100% ready to go. Let me address this for Nash, um, the Jeremy Langford and Matt Forte here. Uh, you do you did allude to the fact that Matt Forte is getting older. He is 29. He's going to be 30. Actually, a month from today, December 10th, is, is his birthday, and he'll be 30 years old in a month. Uh, understand that Matt Forte is a free agent at the end of the season, so there's no guarantee he is going to be with the Bears next year. And you take a look at Jeremy Lankford last night, played very well. You're looking at somebody that could take the reins of Matt Forte, and the Bears have been known for great running backs. Obviously, Gil Sayers, Walter Payton. I was a big Neil Anderson fan after Walter Payton retired after the 87 season. So, Jeremy Lankford, great game last night, and maybe you're looking ahead to the future if Matt Forte doesn't sign. But you're, you're talking about Kevin White. Look, you're saying that if, you, if this offense, that's adding components to the offense. 
The defense needs to step it up, Nash. I can't stress that enough. If the defense can play with the same intensity and produce like they did on the final Chargers drive, in which Lamar Houston had those two stacks of Phillip Rivers, I think this team could be a solid contender for at least one of the two wild card spots. I'm going to say this again. It comes down to the defense. Good offense for the Bears. The defense, I got to question it. The way I look at it, Nash, is this. You know, you ask a big question about what could possibly happen. Uh, As you gentlemen were talking about key players for the Bears, I look at this NFC North, and everybody would think that the Green Bay Packers were going to be the heavy favorites this year to win the NFC North. Right now, it's it's up for grabs. Minnesota has played very well. They're 6-2 and two overall, tied with Green Bay. For the Bears to get back into it, yes, they need to win the next few weeks. They need to win that Thanksgiving night game against the Green Bay Packers. They don't. Chicago season will come to an end with a lot of questions. But what you gentlemen pointed out and what you said was is that it's very true. Think about where the Bears were last year by this time where the, there was drama inside the clubhouse and Brandon Marshall was a key factor in that. But now you just like I point out, the Bears are in good shape. They won the game. They got to get through the next few weeks if they want to have a chance to maybe stick with maybe with Minnesota and Green Bay and do a lot of watching because things can really change in the NFC North. Minnesota could go on a losing skid or they could win. Green Bay, same thing. A lot of th- a lot of football left to be played and a lot of things can happen in the NFC North. The Bears were five and yeah, eleven last other- year. I'll say this: if they can finish, they can finish eight and eight and no playoffs. That's that'd be great. Nash, any more questions? Um, no, just uh, on what Frank said just for a second, uh, I think he actually does hit the – everybody kind of hits the, the nail on the head by saying it is going to be defense. But when you're talking about John Fox, it's rare that you have to worry about the, the defense being bad in an entire season. He has a tendency of getting a bunch of young guys in there, and he, he he's already had his fire sale of getting rid of people like Jared Allen who are – high-priced, underproducing type of individual individuals. The good thing about John Fox is he's really good at finding a, a bunch of young, uh, spastic, high-motor type of people to go in and, and put put together a relatively decent defense on minimal to no talent. He's he's got a gift in that in that facet. So I I think that I think that the Bears still have some life. However, you're right. You can go ahead and put a put a fork in the San Diego Chargers, and Matt and I were talking about it last night. We think that the Chargers are are essentially on a hold basis, you know, like a holding pattern, because they know they're not going to be in that same market next year. They're going to be going up to L.A. or wherever, and they 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 don't they're not putting their money and their in their you know efforts into making themselves competitive for this year. I want to make a point real quickly about the Chargers. I said it yesterday on the inaugural show as we started our first show yesterday, Nash. I have to mention this, too. Something just doesn't seem right with the San Diego Chargers. I would have expected them to maybe be there competing with the three other participants, uh, three other divisional opponents in that AFC West, but something isn't right with them. I think a lot of people are still – if I look at the AFC West now, you got Denver, of course, which is 7-1, and one, but their game's been won with defense and special teams. The Oakland Raiders, Josh, that's your dark horse team. They've been very, very impressive. be 4-4. Four and, four. and the Kansas City Chiefs, 3-5, uh, and five, kind of becoming the same old Kansas City Chiefs again. But 
that there's something with the Chargers that just doesn't seem right. And Philip Rivers, you saw his reaction about how devastated he was because the Chargers got off to a great start last night they were in up the 13 uh, Monday night game. They were up 13 to nothing, and they blew it. And you understand, coming in on paper, and naturally Josh and I are fans of the Chicago Bears, but on paper, this really wasn't an intriguing Monday night matchup because you had two teams that only have won a couple games on the season. The Bears winning two games before which, uh, the Chargers having won two games. This wasn't an intriguing Monday night matchup uh, like what you're going to see with, I think, the Bengals obviously undefeated and the Texans next week on Monday night football. But I don't think many people, I think many people watch the game. It is the NFL. It's the most popular brand of sports there is on earth. But if you look at this matchup, really wasn't impressive for a Monday night game having these two wins with two having these two teams with two wins and uh, obviously uh, whoever won this game needed needed it to keep their playoffs alive and sure enough was the Bears but you know what the Bears did win last night and I'll say this it was a very convincing win but there's one question I have about the Chicago Bears can they please move to the AFC West please because they <laughs> can't they can't they they defeat the Raiders the Chiefs hey we got the Bears and the Broncos in two weeks. Stay, I'll tell you what, yeah. make a plea to Roger Goodell and move to the AFC West, because maybe you'll win that division. Hard hey, to there's, say. A well, there's a lot of correlation right there, because I want to revert this into one last question, and Nash, uh, we want to thank you for calling in. Uh, uh, yeah, thank call you. In anytime. No, thank you, Nash. Um, thank you, Nash. One last question before we have to break, guys. I'll ask all, four, all three of you guys. Um, Speaking of, about the AFC West and Broncos and Bears playing the AFC West, speaking of guys that used to play for John Fox, well, Wes Welker is actually playing for the St. Louis Rams through the players' play this Sunday. Any thoughts on that, guys? Do you think it will last long or no? Just make it brief. What's your guys' thoughts on Wes Welker joining the St. Louis Rams? Uh, I I'll think go, Wes, well, go ahead. You want to go first? Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I would say with that question, Josh, it could be short term with the St. Louis Rams. I agree first too. Term, guy, but here, I agree too because here's a guy that is 34 years old, and he's just trying to add a, a, a short term component to the passing game. But my concern here with Wes Welker, and we saw this quite a bit in Denver. This is why I think it could possibly be short term is that it seems that he, yeah. throughout his career he's been very concussion-prone, especially in St. Louis. Uh, if he takes hits up the middle, uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Does he have a concussion or not? Because you'll be thinking about that. He's had, He's been out for quite a bit with that same injury. Nash? Nash, carry for, no, Nash drops, Sean. Oh, okay, he did it. drop. Hey, uh, we, okay. We, yeah, we want, we want to thank uh, Nash Carey for calling in. He leaves the phone lines open for you, the callers. Uh, call in at 602-753-1743 to talk all things NFL. Uh, we'll be getting into Kobe Bryant next. Is it time for the Black Bomba to retire? And we've got a MLB former All-Star who was arrested for domestic violence. We'll talk about this more with Frank and Sean with Josh Lopez here on the Sports Drive, right here on the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mark. We'll be right back. 
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local guy. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Drive here on the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Give us a follow here on our, our official show, uh, Blog Talk Radio account. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at WDJoshLopez at ISBN underscore Frank and at Sean Mann, SWR. To follow the show, follow at Recap Results. Now, what is Recap Results? Basically, Recap Results is the homepage for the website. I do my recap for all the NFL, NBA, uh, MLB, the NHL games. Yes, I, I am crazy enough to re- do recap articles for every single game that goes on for all four seasons. Uh, that's also the link where you can find our show on as well. We we'll, we post the airing and the podcast of the show on at recap results. Give that a follow. We'll follow you back. Give, and also, give us a like on Facebook. It's Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Joshua Lopez. So, uh, we got a lot to get to. We want to thank Nash for calling in. Uh, you leave the phone mm-hmm. lines open. Uh, the cell phone number is 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. Don't forget, at the top of the hour, not at 11, but at 11.30, we'll begin the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, before we get to the bashing hour, we've got, we've still got to talk about who's on the NFL coaching hot seat. Uh, we've got an injury report for fantasy football people. And then we'll close out the show with a great discussion about the 2016 Baseball Hall of Fame. 
We've got a lot to get to, gentlemen. Uh, I want to give you a quick thoughts on this. I saw this last night. Report came out that shortstop or Colorado Rockies star Jose Reyes was arrested for domestic violence. Now, we've heard a bunch of things about Greg Hardy and what's going on in the NFL with domestic violence. Now we have a baseball player being uh, arrested for domestic violence. And Jose Reyes, despite his recent stunt over the past couple years, was one of the top premier shortstops in the world of baseball. Uh, Frank, I'll start with you, buddy. What's your thoughts on uh, Jose Reyes getting arrested for uh, domestic violence? Oh, my goodness, it's shocking. But the Colorado Rockies have a PR problem here because in the wake of what you said with Greg Hardy, the NFL uh, having issues with domestic violence, the Colorado Rockies, they've got to act because they don't want this to uh, get any farther than it is in terms of uh, media hype. Uh, Jose Reyes, you take a look at him as a ball player. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki was traded midseason to the Toronto Blue Jays. And you look at Reyes as being the guy that filled the shoes of Troy Tulowitzki, and has and been a pretty good ball player himself, Jose Reyes, over the last few years with quite a few teams. I remember he was with the Mets very well. Uh, but uh, it's sad that this indeed happened. It is sad that it, that it took place because no man should ever lay a finger on a woman. Correct. A woman is always to be respected. A woman is supposed to be honored. And what, what we're hearing in the news, what we've seen with Greg Hardy, it, it definitely makes me feel sick and appalled. So as far as Jose Reyes goes, if this indeed ha- if, if indeed this is true, if these allegations are true, they got to cut ties with him, Josh. They've, the Colorado Rockies have got to cut ties and say, we can't allow this to be a distraction to our ball club. I agree with you, but uh, Sean, how about you, buddy? Uh, what's your quick thoughts on uh, Jose Reyes being uh, jotted down for domestic violence? I mean, I, it's simple. What Frank said, you should put uh, your hands on a woman and show how much of a coward you are. But what, what's your perspective on this? First off, I got to say that this is really, really sad and disappointing. You're seeing players that are getting busted for domestic violence for them doing that. Uh, you're seeing players that are getting busted with rape. You're seeing players that are getting busted just with – it's really, really sad just that players do this. You know, it's like they don't know any better, and they need to learn the difference between right and wrong. And that's, like Frank said, really sad circumstance and unfortunate that Jose Reyes would do something like that. Yeah. You know, I think it, Pete Rose one time mentioned, well, there are – uh, guys in baseball that beat up their wives and stay, they are still in the game. Hey, you know what? Why isn't Peter? You know what? what? Oh, I'm not trying to change the subject here, but what Jose Reyes did allegedly is a hundred times worse than what Pete Rose ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, trust me. Nobody, listen. If anything, if you're looking at the lesser of two evils, whether it's domestic violence or betting on baseball, betting on baseball is nothing compared to. Uh, domestic violence. That is the ultimate crime right there. And this is any kind of transition we got to make here because, you know, we go from one guy that was arrested for domestic violence, we go to another guy that's been kind of evolved and well known for his past with this type of issue. Uh, we teased this topic a little bit on the yesterday's show, but I'm glad we can talk about it right now. Um, Obviously, a lot of people know and have a lot of respect for Kobe Bryant, you know, former five-time NBA champion, MVP player, all-star, a face of the Lakers franchise. Um, 
you know, it seems like this will be the last year of Kobe Bryant's career. The, the Black Mama and the Lakers with the, some of the new towns haven't seemed to be doing that much early in the year. I know it's early in the day two games, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think this is the swan song for uh, Kobe Bryant. I think it's uh, – let me post this question to you guys and people that are taking the great time sure. to check out so we gladly appreciate it. If you, if you guys think this is the time for Black Mama to accept this reality, call in 602-75-1743. If you think Cole Ryan should retire, tell us why or why not. Give us a call 602-753-1743. Uh, I'll start off with Sean here. Sean, do you think this is time for the Black Mama to accept <clears throat> his reality and he's not going to be a long-term uh, reliability for the Los Angeles Lakers? Josh, I think a very, very good question. Uh, If you look at uh, Kobe Bryant's career, he was drafted out of high school at the age of 17. And a lot of people were amazed what they saw from Kobe Bryant. The guy won, like you pointed out, five NBA championships, an MVP. Uh, I think if Kobe feels like that's it, then maybe that should be it. He's had a remarkable career, and I think it's time for him to retire. Uh, Sean, you mentioned... Yeah, Sean, you mentioned the fact that Kobe Bryant was drafted out of high school in 1996. I remember very well. Uh, But we're talking about a guy that has played in the NBA for 20 seasons now. This is his 20th year as an NBA player, all with the Lakers. He's 37 years old, maybe young for uh, life itself. But if you take a look at what he has gone through in the 20 seasons of being being in the NBA, you're talking about wear and tear on the body. You can't do things that you could do 20 years ago or even 10 years ago when the Lakers were one of those superior teams in the NBA. I got to say this. It's certainly feeling like Kobe Bryant is in his last year based on uh, what we saw on Sunday at Madison Square Garden. There was a lot of applause as he was coming off the court, a lot of cheers. They were even chanting MVP, these Knicks fans. They were chanting MVP as Kobe was at the line. That's that's a ton of respect because there was a time in which the Nick and Laker fans really despised each other. But one thing about the Nick fans, they appreciate great basketball. They appreciate great players of basketball. And Kobe Bryant was getting a lot of respect um, as far as Madison Square Garden. Look, Kobe Bryant, uh, I'm just surprised he's not come out and announced his retirement already because if he is going to retire, if he says, look, this is it, come out and say so. Because you are not fooling anybody. You're certainly not fooling me. I believe this is your last year. The only thing is, Kobe Bryant should just come out now and say, look, I'm done. Sure, there'll be a media circus like there was a couple years ago for Derek Jeter. But you know what? Everybody knows pretty much that Kobe Bryant is done. My question, though, you know, too, I, Josh, I, I just, my question I got to ask real, real quickly, and that is, do you think that the okay. coaching changes have affected Kobe Bryant a lot. Think, think about it, okay? Phil Jackson left after uh-huh. the 2010-2011 season. I remember it very well. They got swept by the Dallas Mavericks, a Mavericks team which was very, very good that year. Jackson left. They brought in Mike Brown. That didn't work. They brought in Mike D'Antoni. And remember, before Mike D'Antoni got hired, they had all the paperwork in to bring Phil Jackson back as head coach. And you think if Phil Jackson would have been there – what kind of an impact that could have had 
to maybe turn the L.A. Lakers around and be an NBA championship team again. And now they have Byron Scott as their head coach. I really think that maybe also the coaching changes and the team not being so good from uh, the, the last couple of years has really had a tremendous impact with Kobe Bryant. Okay, but what is Kobe Bryant? I understand it's the coach. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe to an extent it is the coaching, but if it is, it's a small extent here. But Kobe Bryant just has not been on top of his game. He's not been the Kobe Bryant that we knew 10, 15 years ago, winning NBA championships. Look, if you take a look, every decade, Sean and Josh, has had greatness. I mean, it's a toss-up between uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird of the 1980s. Clearly with Michael Jordan of the 1990s. Uh, we could make an argument, maybe it's LeBron James for this decade of the 2010s, although he's lost a few NBA titles. Uh, but the, if you look at what was the last decade, the first decade of the 2000s, it was Kobe Bryant's era. The game has passed him up. You don't hear about Kobe being the dominant force anymore. Phil Jackson or no Phil Jackson, that doesn't mean uh, you're, that doesn't take away from your physical ability. I think it has to do with the fact that he's been in the league 20 years and the body is starting to rear and tear. And even Byron Scott, interesting you mentioned him, Sean. Byron Scott was quoting the Los Angeles Times as somebody that really has his doubts on whether or not Kobe Bryant can play an 82-game season anymore. Well, think about this, too. And, Josh, I'll get back to you, too, because uh, I know you had some other stuff you wanted to get to. But think about this, too. Think about the fact that Kobe Bryant deal with, uh, of course, the breakup of the Lakers. And what I'm getting at, I'll never forget, and after 04, when they lost Detroit, everything had changed very quickly. Phil Jackson stepped down and didn't like the way things were going. Frank right. Hamlin, uh, Rudy Tomjanovich came in for a very short term. And then after that, Frank Hamlin. Carl Malone, he had stepped down and retired. Gary Payton went to Boston. Shaq went to Miami. Yep. And we all know, we all know that there was a massive feud between Shaq and Kobe. And I think things are better between Kobe and Shaq. I know that they had kind of an right. interview a couple months ago about that. So Kobe, even though he realizes he's getting toward the end, people remember him for all the challenges he had to face with the L.A. Lakers. And then, of course, he had to deal with the, with a little bit of the rape scandal in Denver, Colorado, when he was there in Colorado for some kind of a surgery. But he has had a lot on his plate, and he's just handled it. And remember, when Shaq left, I think Kobe had the belief, like, this is my team. This is Kobe's Lakers. What do you think, Josh? What do you think about what Kobe Bryant uh, has gone through and what kind of a legacy he could possibly leave uh, L.A.? Because it seems like Kobe was the best thing since Magic Johnson days. When you look at the history of sports, I don't think there's right. one person that's more negatively affected by personnel more than Kobe Bryant. We could talk about Phil Jackson, Mike D'Antoni, Byron Scott, uh, some of the Rudy other coaches Jonathan that uh, Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. I think this guy is, has his motivation dictated by who's on that roster. Um, I thought things could work out when Paul Gasol and Dwight Howard was there. That's that lost when that should have succeeded. It's, I, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Kobe Bryant. He was one of my favorite players as a kid, but I lost some type of respect for him because, you know, as a all-time great player, uh, at the same time, the guy is selfish to, uh, to the extent that it affects his team. Like, I'm fine with somebody has confidence in himself, but at the same time, when you're not being a true mentor and leading by example, especially for a guy at this age, it shows a lot about Kobe Bryant. And, you know, I 
I, I think I, I don't think he has a lot left to offer, to be honest with you. The guy is affected by his personnel. I mean, look who he's working with. Roy Hibbert. He flopped as a top-tier center of the league. You have Lou Williams. Okay, he's all right. I, I like Julius Randle. I think he'd be a good player I, before the, for um, coming out of the draft last year that unfortunately had that injury. And then you have guys like Carl Boozer and all these other jabronis on the team that came and pronounced their names. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, Kobe Bryant Wait. not only needs to be in the right system, but he needs to be having the right motivation to be on Wait a minute. If you just, Wait a if you just, just go to the motions, why are you still playing? Did you say Kobe Bryant was one of your favorite players as a kid? I started watching oh my Kobe goodness, Bryant when it. I was five. Oh, my goodness. Now you're old enough to drink a beer legally. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe, that shows how old you are because you were Josh Lopez's favorite player, one of his favorite players, when he was a kid. And you know what? This guy can legally drink a beer now. Kobe Bryant, you're old. You, you don't you don't have much in terms of anything left in the tank. Retire. Get it over. There's a couple points I got to make here, gentlemen, too, on this story that we're top. You know, this topic, and that is Kobe Bryant leaves. What it'd be like? They'll ask, "What's next for the L.A. Lakers?" And think about the fact that little brother L.A. Clippers are really kind of taken over. L.A. and Hollywood right now because they've been winning and getting to the postseason the last more than the L.A. Lakers had. You got to always remember that the Lakers were always the team that always made it to the playoffs. They got farther than the Clippers. But I think, gentlemen, we'll be asking ourselves if Kobe Bryant retires next year or goes maybe to another team. I think the Lakers will be asking what's next for them. Everybody will be asking what's next for the L.A. Lakers. Josh, let's start with you. What, like, what's next? Uh, where where do the me, Lakers go from here if Kobe I, retires? I think, a, I think there's a contingent out there that really thinks that they're going to try to bring in a bunch of big-name uh, free agents next year with the retirement, the impending retirement of Kobe Bryant. But at the same time, you need to look at this rationally. What is today's NBA? To think that you're just going to use a New York Yankees model to stack up stars, it's not going to help. You know why the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals, right? Because they had a nucleus. They had a team that was built from up. Yeah, you had Wait, a what about the San Antonio Spurs? Theater, but they were in the right about system. The yeah, exactly. That's why LeBron has four losses in the NBA Finals that people continue to overlook. You can put a bunch of all-stars in your team. Does not mean you're going to win a championship. Sorry. Right, Frank, we go to you. Frank, yeah, we go to you. What's your What's your thoughts on what could happen if Kobe Bryant retires and where the Lakers go from there after Kobe possibly leaves? Wait a minute, you're talking about the future of the Los Angeles yeah, Lakers. The future, yeah, the future of the LA Lakers. Okay, jo- Sean, Josh, it can't be any worse than what it is now. Take a look at the last two years of the Los Angeles Lakers: twenty-seven and fifty-five in twenty-thirteen, fourteen. Last year they lost. They they finished six games worse than that. 21 and 61. They've not been to the playoffs in the last couple of years. You're mentioning little brother, the Los Angeles Clippers, who you share the same arena with, actually being more appealing in terms of the basketball in Los Angeles than the Los Angeles Lakers. That statement is so true, it can't be any more reality. 
but the Los Angeles Lakers, how, how worse can you get? It's not like the Bulls after Michael Jordan left following the sixth NBA championship. Oh, they had come off winning their sixth NBA championship. Michael Jordan leaves, the entire Bulls team breaks up, and, then, and, and they're mediocre, and it's only now that they finally started playing competitive basketball, at least over the last five, six years. Uh, this Laker team, they're already bad with Kobe Bryant. I don't know how worse it can be if Kobe leaves. The last time that the L.A. Lakers made it to the postseason was 2012-2013. They got swept by San Antonio. So it's been two, uh, you know, been a few years. And I'll never forget when they got swept by San Antonio. L.A. was like 45-37 and 37 that year, and they got swept. Kobe Bryant was out with an injury. That's another factor why maybe Kobe's come out and he says, I freaking suck, you know, something like, you know, when he said that. Because well, that he feels like true. he doesn't have it. And don't forget about the injuries that Kobe's had the last few years. Uh-huh, exactly. Isn't, and you know what? People talk about father time. That is father time catching up to Kobe Bryant. As a young player, you're going to suffer injuries throughout your career. You're going to suffer certain wears and tears. But as a younger player, as somebody in his 20s or even into his early mm-hmm. 30s, you're able to adapt and adjust to those injuries more than somebody on the north end of 35. And that's clearly what we're seeing from Kobe Bryant. Look, I'm not going to say Kobe Bryant was healthy. I think he was healthy. But there were times in which he had, he played, I can imagine, with some wear and tear. The fact is, he's 37. Now he'll be 38 next year. He's been in the league 20 seasons. Playing in the NBA for 20 seasons, that's taken a toll on the body itself. You just can't adapt the thing like you used to. Let's face it, Kobe Bryant for the NBA, he's an old man. Hey, guys, we got a, a caller, and it's a good call, personal friend of us, another one. It's Browning Master. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Brownie, good morning. Good morning, Browning. How are you, and do you have a question for us? Uh, I just want to give a call and say what, what, what about my – that the Eagles, since they got their big win over the Cowboys again. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, yeah, you know, it's good that you called in right now because we're going to have to break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about coaches on the NFL uh, hot seat. And I have uh, Jason Garrett on my list for sure. <laughs> so we'll talk about the Eagles, Cowboys, and some uh, coaches that could be possibly fired this offseason. Coming up next year. Oopsie, oopsie, oopsie. I had to pull a shot man there. Oopsie. We'll be back to Sports <laughs> Drive here on uh, Sports Drive with Shaw Man and Joshua. We'll be right back. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 
1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to Go and it's jockjournal.com. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back, everybody. The Sports Drive here on jockjournal.com. Check out jockjournal.com to get all your latest news for uh, the NFL. A uh, great website for the NFL. Oh, speaking of Jock Journal, we'll be talking about uh, fantasy injury football report from Jock Journal. Uh, give me some tips for your fantasy team. That's week 10. I can't believe it's already week 10 of the NFL season. Speaking of the NFL, and we're glad we have our buddy Andrew Browning from the great state of Kentucky. And, you know, there's a city in Kentucky that all three of us know very well. Love out. Uh, that. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, what were you talking about here? Um, just talking a little bit about the Eagles Cowboys game uh, from last Sunday. Since Brownie is the Eagles fan, we'll make it quick. And then uh, we have 10 minutes before the Skinny Bales batch hour. So we'll, we'll have to toss out some candidates who could be possibly fired from the NFL this year. So, uh, Brownie, uh, what's the question? Well, I just, uh, I just want to know how the Eagles are going to do at their. They got they got their big old win against the Cowboys, and they got the Patriots coming up in a few weeks. Well, I have to say, to answer your question there, Browning, it's not going to happen. The Eagles will lose to the Patriots because New England has a lot better than them. Now, hey, now, how kid, about you be objective there? I'm not, I'm being objective. Uh, hey, you, know England, what? you know what? All right, I'm going to side with Sean here because I don't want. Listen, I don't want to play the New England Patriots right now. That is one team that seems that maybe they should be in a league higher uh, than the NFL. I don't believe I'm yeah, saying that. Yeah, go Patriots. That, 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 that doesn't mean I'm rooting for the Patriots. You think I'm rooting for the Patriots? Of course not. But the Patriots, <laughs> oh. the Patriots are a force right now. And here's the thing. I'm taking a look, Browning, at the Eagles' schedule. I don't think you should quite. I think what's premature on your part here is that you're looking ahead to the Patriots. Dude, your team is in second place in the NFC East, okay? Obviously, you right. don't have any games within your division, but you got the Dolphins. You got the Buccaneers. You go to, your, your team goes to Detroit to play the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, and then you got the Patriots. You got some three games here. Look, don't look ahead to the Patriots. Look to now because this is a team, the Philadelphia Eagles, that are in second place going toe-to-toe with the New York Giants. Look ahead to the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins on Sunday. Don't look ahead to the New England Patriots, please. Yeah, I, I agree I agree with Frank there. 
Um, I think the Eagles could beat the Dolphins this week. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are the Dolphins. I, I like what they have. I mean, uh, of course, that Hicks got uh, knocked down for the rest of the year with the torn biceps. He had that pick six on uh, Matt Castle this past Sunday, and then he's out for the rest of the year, so that's a bummer. But, um, you know, Sam Bafford actually did not play bad on his birthday this past Sunday, so i got to give credit where credit's due. I don't think the Eagles will make the playoffs this year. Honestly, I don't feel that any team from the NFC East deserves to make the playoffs this year, but that's my point of view. The team is as – that division is as incompetent as the AFC South right now. And the fact that the Houston Texans are one game behind the lead for the AFC South makes me sick to my stomach. Crowning, I'm sorry, your Eagles are not making a playoff. <laughs> Fucking, I just got to say that Sean, me and Sean still have our bet. Yeah, you know what, Browning, we we have the bet, but you know what, uh, it's no contest. You're going to lose the bet, and you're going to be looking at Patriots stuff for an entire, what are we talking about, week? Then I got another bet with Josh from the Celtics and the Bulls on December 9th, so it's going to be a hectic month. At least I'm not going to have my room stripped like last year. Hey, nobody's in betting mode but me. Dude, all you people are in betting mode but me. I'm not, hey, I don't have any bets. I don't have any better. Hey, I don't Frank, to look you up remember, to. Frank, last year that you and Josh lost the Patriots Bears game, and look who had to put up Patriots oh, stuff. Dude, that was Patriots. Hey, I want to bet with Frank, uh, two of them, actually. The one was the Raiders and the 49ers and the Cardinals. <laughs> oh. On that note, I probably thanks for calling in, buddy. You, you're free yeah, to call me anytime you want, bud, all right? God bless you, Brownie. Brownie, uh, you man. Too, Brownie man, Brownie man, that's what I'm gonna call you, Brownie man. Wow, there goes Andrew Browning. Uh, thank, thank you for calling. He leaves the ball lines up for you at six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Once again, that number is six zero two seven five three one seven four three. This is the Sports Drive here on JockJournal.com. Before we proceed into the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, gentlemen, we got some business to discuss here. You you bring up Jim Caldwell. Besides him, what other NFL coaches could be on the NFL hot seat? Go ahead, Sean. You know, um, we know Caldwell, for one, would be gone. Um, Another possibility maybe could be Chuck Pagano of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, look, I know Indianapolis beat Denver. Chuck Pagano would not necessarily be fired, but I could still see a resignation from him. And, yeah, maybe you guys are still saying and maybe thinking Jason Garrett, but remember, Jason Garrett signed a five-year contract. I'm sure Jerry Jones would not maybe do that with him because then Jason, then Jerry Jones will probably say the Cowboys were injured this year. Had everybody been healthy, Cowboys probably would have been a different story. Frank? It's right there. You dropped. Frank, are you there? I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, for me, Sean, yeah, technical difficulties. Hopefully, uh, Frank can call back in. I'll hang up on him right now. All right. Um, for me, Sean, uh, it's pretty simple for me. Um, I look at a guy like Mike Tomlin, and that might be a surprise to you. 
Uh, but I, I think Mike Tomlin will be on the choppy block. I think that J.C. Garrett should be on the choppy block. I think that uh, whoever coaches the Houston Texans should be fired yearly. I mean, that team's utterly in that. Um, let's see who else. I mean, Jim Caldwell is Jim Caldwell, but look at look who he's working with. I mean, he has a defense that's in that. Yeah, you have Calvin Johnson, but you have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. I mean, there's not really much to work with. When you look at the Detroit Lions, when you look at the Detroit Lions, Josh, uh, one thing we can kind of think of uh, with this team is this: that the Lions are one and seven. First off, this is a Lions team that hasn't won a playoff game since January of 1992, so they have dealt with so much as far as trying to get their team you know, back on top again. The Lions uh, have a lot of work to do. Jim Caldwell could be on the hot seat, uh, could be gone. Then Detroit's looking for a new head coach. And then you're wondering, who does Detroit try to hire as another head coach? That's a big question. Now, last year, obviously the big name was Mark Trussman because of what happened with the Bears. Uh, He had... A good talent on offense, but it's just the defense and the overall morale of the team was not there. And um, he was a pretty easy one to pick out of the bunch to be fired. I, I thought that was pretty obvious after that uh, Bears New England game before that five week and um, last year. So, yeah, I think Trestle was a good uh, point there. I would not put John Harbaugh on the list, despite what's going on with the Baltimore Rays right now. Uh, John Harbaugh's track record speaks for itself, especially the fact that every year since Joe Flacco came to the Ravens, they've been in the playoffs, except last year. Well, they were in it last year, right, or no? Uh, who is that again? They were in the playoffs. The Ravens, were they in the playoffs last year? Or yeah, no? Baltimore Ravens, they were in the playoffs. They beat Pittsburgh 30-15, to and then they ended yeah, up right. going to New England, and then they lost 35-31. Yeah, that's right. Frank, are you there, bud? Still got technical difficulties with Frank. Uh yeah, uh, the Jaguars, their coaching situation, you could expect to see a major change there with Jacksonville because of how uh, bad they look. Welcome back, Frank. Okay, uh, Frank, yeah. we're talking. About, we are talking about coaches, Frank, on the hot seat. Do you have a right. couple of names in mind about who you think could be gone yeah, as head coach? Yeah, yeah, let me ask you guys. Did you guys mention the name? Well, one big name I want to mention. Uh, did you guys mention who we saw last night on Monday Night Football on the losing side, Mike McCoy? We yes. didn't actually. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about Mike McCoy. Obviously, the Chargers not competitive in the AFC West two and seven. But I want to elaborate on that. Do you think with potentially them moving up to Los Angeles uh, for the 2016 season, then maybe another reason why they why they would look to end the relationship with Mike McCoy is because we haven't been winning. We're moving to a new environment in Los Angeles. Granted, 120 miles up the coast, but. We would like to get a fresh start. We would like a new identity, new people involved here. Uh, that's why I do believe that Mike McCoy would be fired, regardless of whether or not they go to Los Angeles or not. But certainly if they go to Los Angeles, I honestly don't see Mike McCoy making the trip up the coast with them. That's a possibility. What do you think, Josh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Mike McCoy could be on that list. Um 
I won't put Andy Reid. I mean, it's kind of the same scenario with Jim Holler where he doesn't really have not a lot to work with. I know this system hasn't been working out for whatever reason. I think Andy Reid's an underrated and underappreciated coach. But I, I would not put them on the hot seat right now. I mean, the daddy? only other one, I, the only other one right now that I could see possibly being added to the conversation here is, um, let's see, I, 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 I seriously doubt that Jim Tonsil is going to be the long-term coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Look how pathetic they look right now. I, I, I. Seriously, last year. Last year, dude. I, I thought that he's the best option for that team right now. We're you know what I think? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, son. Okay, what I think, though, too, um, is that the downfall of the 49ers all began when you go back to last year when a drama was developing where players didn't want to even play for Jim Harbaugh. I really think the loss of Jim Harbaugh has really affected the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have any uh, candidates for uh, guys who could be on the NFL hot seat, you guys can give us a call at 602-753-1743. Guys, let me give you the sports. Hold up, hold up, Frank. This is the sports drive here on Blog Talk Radio. We're live every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 1030 to 1230 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 11 to 130 uh, PM Eastern time. If you live in the West Atlantic, Ocean, whatever time zone, figure it out for yourself. Eight thirty, actually nine thirty one. Yeah, it's time for the infamous Skippy Bayless Bashard. Sean, you do the intro, my friend. Ladies <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy Bayless Bashard. What more will you think and, of? And for those that are listening to us for the first time on this particular account, basically the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour is I collect the Bash of Quotes. It's not always all the quotes from today's particular episode of First Take. It could be quotes from past shows on YouTube. It could be for podcast appearances or radio hits on Stephen A. Smith's Series XM radio show on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Um, it, there's a lot of quotes. It basically, just for an example here, what's, what, what's Skippy Bayless well known for? For saying my before every team? For example, me and Frank are going to show you a demonstration here. When I say oh, yeah. Skippy Bayless says, yeah, when I say Skippy Bayless says my, this happens. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. you got to go into the sentence. Yeah, this happens. Skippy Bale yeah, says that mine. <laughs> My mama. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we do like to we do like to add mix into comedy. We have we have some great discussions so far in hour number one, but it's time to have some fun and then we'll get It's back called to the Shackometer three thousand. The Shackometer three thousand yes. is ready to go. All right. Wrap on your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Skippy Bayless said that Ted Williams should not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, God, Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. I have to say this, Skip Bayless, you idiot. He went to the Hall of Fame in 1966. 
He is a uh, war hero. He broke records. How in the heck can you say that about him? You don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you moron. That's how bad he was. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. We're spelling Hall of Fame. You don't know what it takes to be a Hall of Fame. I think he just does that to piss off all of us, especially Sean Mann. It, yeah, me. I got a Ted Williams jersey. I wore it when I went to Fenway this year, you idiot. Jeez. Dude, I don't think Skip <laughs> Bayless likes you. He wouldn't like me because he's like, jealous. He doesn't even like himself. I, cannot, I can likes, see. He probably likes himself and then everybody below him. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, I'm just going to yeah. step on you like a bunch of ants. Skip <laughs> <laughs> Bayless said that. Jimmy Bell said that Jerry Jones should be the commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. Can he do any bad than Goodell with these uh, hits and all of that and these flags? Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say this, that Skip Bayless certainly has something big for Jerry Jones. Holy smokes. I just think he wants to be, you know, I don't think he wants to, I think he wants to hang out with Jerry Jones. Don't you get the sense that he wants to watch every Cowboys home game from his suite? <laughs> That's probably yeah. right. He's, he's, that luxurious suite. he's like, man, all that, all that, all those goodies and the uh, the luxury space and the couch. I got, I got, I got to hang out with Jerry Jones. I got to kiss up to him so I can get myself some cowboy tickets. Well, well, suppose Jerry Jones and Skip Bayless wrote us all letters saying, "Dear Mr. Man, Mr. Lopez, Mr. Sprankle, come on down to Texas and we'll have you up in a box seat and you can watch it with us." Are you paying? I'm not paying money to go down there. <laughs> Hey, you know well, what? Come on, Josh. You're going to be in Jerry World next year. That's okay. I got a living room. You know what? I got to. I'll say this. In my living room, I'm not that close to the fridge. So okay. I'll pass on that. I got. I got the fridge next. I got. I can make my own goodies. And I got six. Right, I'll come. I'll come if you have a PlayStation Four with Madden. If you have a PlayStation Four, Madden, <laughs> go ahead. Next Skippy quote. <laughs> Skippy Bayless said the mine. And thus the torture begins. <laughs> My San Diego Chargers just reminded all of us that the city of San Diego should not have a football team. <laughs> well, they do. Well, well, they do. I wonder if he's, yeah, he's probably in favor of the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. What is he? Let, wait, 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 let me ask you, my San Diego Chargers. There, wait, if you're saying that about my San Diego Chargers, then why did you say my San Diego if you're ashamed of the city of San Diego? You just put my, not next to Chargers, but to San Diego. Yeah. Mm. My <laughs> San Diego. You can't say my San Diego Chargers unless you say my San Diego. Skippy oh, Bale said that ESPN should no longer do coverage on WWE. Hey, Skip, let me remind you something. The reason they're not letting you do the interview is because you don't know shit about wrestling. <laughs> oh, so wait, wait. He's good. Is that because he's not getting his match with The Undertaker? Is that why? Because you're not getting your match with Taker? This, this, this guy said he could F5 Brock Lesnar. This dude can't even come up with a coherent heart. A little bit. You see, a coherent thought about the NFL, like you could do something directly. Come on. <laughs> Rock Lesnar would F5 Skip Bayless right through the ring. He would go literally, the ring, uh, seriously, he would rip the mm-hmm. ring wide open and Skip Bayless would be right in the middle of it. The ring would come apart yeah, he, with Skip Bayless being F5 yeah, by Brock Lesnar. 
he would have fired him out of his shoes. He'd be right, unconscious. Give me balance to the mind. <laughs> My Boston Red Sox will have 110 Boston losses next year. 110 what? I didn't miss that. 110 losses. You know oh, something, Skip? You know something, Skip, you little son of a... Oh, you prick. Let me tell you something. The Red Sox, first, it's dissing Ted Williams, one of the greatest hitters to ever play the game. Now you're dissing the Red Sox. Could it be, Skip, that you're going against the Boston sports teams, you nimrod? I know more about the Boston sports history than you do. And how do you know that they're going to have 110 losses next year? Go see it. That means they'll have 52 wins. Remind hey, we'll me, if, any, if that does happen, yeah. nobody say anything to me because there will be morning <laughs> coming from me. Hey, well, come on, son. I mean, the Red Sox won the World Series in 2013. What have you done for me lately? Don't, don't, don't. don't I knew don't. you were going to say something <laughs> like that. Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. Yeah, well, the Chicago White Sox haven't won one in 10 years. Yeah, and I know. Gosh, I know yeah, come Chicago, on, come, give me that. Chicago, yeah, oh, five. five. Chicago Cubs have won a World Series in 108 years. What's your point? Yeah, well, 108 years, Frank. What's your point on that? Was there any electricity back then? <laughs> <laughs> no, you had, you had Theodore Roosevelt. He was president. Uh, let, let, let me ask you this. Was there even, <laughs> even heating? Let me ask you, in the winter months, were did people keep warm? I don't know. Red Sox will not have 110. Red Sox will not have 110 losses. Dave Dombrowski's got a plan, and he'll come in there and, and clean house and fix everything up. Skippy Bell said that Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase is an overrated actor. Oh, so the Skip Bell's want to go Hollywood now? Oh, I get it. Skip Bayless doesn't realize realizes he can't be in the world of pro wrestling, so he might as well try acting now as a career. Because Frank, he believe because well, come on, Frank. Skippy believes that he can do anything. He believes he could be the Hollywood king, where he'd win Golden Globes and Oscars and Grammy awards and all kinds of stuff. And he calls Chevy Chase and over. Hey, hey, Skip. I've seen a lot of Chevy Chase's. I've seen the Vacation movies. Those movies are hysterical. And Caddyshack, Josh. Hey, Christmas is coming yeah. up. I think of Chevy Chase over yeah. with the Christmas hey, movie. Hey, Christmas John. vacation. Hey, hey vacation. Bill, uh, screw Bill Murray and a stupid golfer. <laughs> Bill Murray's a pretty... Dude, you're ripping the Bill Murray. He's a pretty, Is that because he's a Cub fan, dude? Wow. Josh, I'm telling you, you should be able to watch some Caddyshack. You'd have a blast. Hey, no, Bill Murray roots for the same. Hey, hey, Josh, Bill Murray roots for the same NFL team that you do, likewise me, but you as well. Just remember, Josh, Christmas is next month. You never know what I could I could have up my sleeve to give you uh, for Christmas. <laughs> I got your Caddyshack right here. Wait, wait, wait. Christmas Eve night is Sean. Sean, Christmas Eve night. Are you going to come up to? Are you going to? Are you going to ring on Sean's door and just knock him out? What? Josh doesn't even know where I live, and neither do you, Frank. But, Frank, I could get you something. Hey, trust me, Quarter Lane, Idaho is the last thing on my priority list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember, 
remember, Christmas Eve night, you don't want to be anywhere near me because I'll be with shotgun in hand waiting for Santa. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice. Yeah, it's hey, not Frank. nice. Frank, I would be breaking and entering in my house. <laughs> Frank, yeah, right. think, but but Frank, think of the ch- but think of the children, Frank. Think of the children oh, who want their toys from Santa. How about think of my safety? Oh, think about my personal safety. How about thinking about my home? How about thinking about the safety? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Santa Claus comes through my chimney. Oh, no come on! There, there yeah, are children yeah, so, out hey, there that want toys. Hey, hey I'm sorry. You know I have mom and dad by you. Hey, yeah, hey, Sean, I'm, I apologize, but he needs to go back to his fake North Pole and take off this stupid red outfit he wears every year. Sean, 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 you know what? If kids want toys, then I got a good idea. Mom and dad can go to Toys R Us and buy. And you can buy them their own toys. Wow. Oh, those poor children, Frank. Poor can children. You... Okay, but why does mom and dad buy them the toys like it's so natural? <laughs> they got toys. It right. doesn't matter if it's Santa Claus, mom or dad, or some guy off the street. Ho, 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 right. ho, 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 ho. Selling them for a legal profit. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to business here. <laughs> Excuse me, Bailey says that he's the Superman of sports talk. So, wait, you're going to open your shirt, uh, you're going to open your dress shirt, and all of a sudden we're going to be seeing a big uh, ass? Please, no. Hey, by the way, wow. Batman always better, by the way, Batman always better than Superman. 24-7-365. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to call in and rip Skippy Bales like we are, you can call us at 602- 753-1743. If you want the best Skippy Bales like we are, give us a call. 602-753-1743. I have to say, I have to mention this. Skip, if you think you're the Superman of sports talk, you're out of your mind. You're a crazy nut. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't make any sense. It'd be better if you just got yeah. off the air permanently so we wouldn't Dude, have to bash you. Quit. Give up your profession. You're no good. Dude, I'll tell you what, he certainly likes rear ends. He likes to kiss them with the horse Mai all the time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, that's the truth. But isn't that the truth? Well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make sense here. Because if you're saying yeah. Mai, that obviously means you're trying to kiss up to somebody. Uh, <laughs> I have one more Skippy quote for today. You guys ready? It's kind of sad. Yeah, you only have one more for today. Call. Yeah. Skippy Bailey says that my my New England Patriots will blow out my my New York Giants forty-five to ten at MetLife Stadium this Sunday. You know what? Do I have a coin here? Because I'm just going to flip it, and that's going to be Skip Bayless's team. Revenge. Revenge, I don't want revenge, to... revenge. I want revenge on Sunday. Look, I don't think I want to play the New England Patriots these days. Yeah, I pa- yeah that's because the Patriots rock and rule, folks. And they're going to go into MetLife and they're going to beat those puny little New York Giants, a team that had no business winning Super Bowl 42, a team that had no business winning Super Bowl 46, and had no business beating the Patriots in Foxborough. I'm I'm, going to stop you right there. If they didn't have any business winning it, then why did they win it, you hump? You know what I say to that, Josh? They trumped their little perfect season in 08, right? 
Josh, you know, what I say, you know what I say to this? I said that was all because of rotten little luck that the Giants had. Had a little bit of luck because David hey, Tyree they saved it. They won, right? Hey, they won it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Frank, go ahead. What did you have to hey, say, you know Frank? What, you know what? If there's one guy you, you, we can fall for all of this, it's Roger Goodell. He's the one that decided to produce these, produce, to pursue these deflategate charges. And as a result, went yeah. after Tom Brady, uh, decided to try to ch- charge Tom Brady in, in the NFL court of law. Sure enough, yeah. he went to the highest court. And you know what? Don't, you know, dude, but hold on. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Patriots are all pissed off over Roger Goodell going after him. So you know what? NFL fans, vault Roger Goodell once again. I'm irked too, Josh. Well, the, Patriots the, Patriots be, the Patriots wouldn't be the Patriots wouldn't be getting crap that they're they wouldn't be notorious cheaters every other year they're in the Super Bowl. What's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen when the Patriots win banner number five? I will have a big smile on my face when the Patriots win number five. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to retire. I'm not watching the Super Bowl this year if the Patriots are in it again. Oh, Josh, that, it'll be fun. A, with that, it'll that's be... a wrap for the Skippy Bailey. Don't interrupt me. That's a wrap for the Skippy Bailey stash. So I'll have some more close to tomorrow. We're going to have the commercial break. When we come back and talk a little fantasy football. Uh, who, which players do you need to watch out, especially those on the injury report? We'll be right back here on Sports Drive on Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. one cars for kids K-A-R-S, cars for kids one cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 
1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Drive here on November 10, 2015, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Give us a follow here at the Sports Drive with Josh and Sean. Uh, we're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays right here on Blog Talk Radio. And Frank Sprinkle is on the show every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, he, whenever he comes on Mondays, we're more happy to have him come on, especially since it's the first week. If you're a first-time listener to the show, we're not a PC type of sports show, but we, all three of us have educated uh, uh, opinions. We all come from three different generations, of, and we all add a different variety of sports that's not out there these days, and we call it like it is. If I'm going to say the Patriots suck, I'm going to say the Patriots suck. And we're not spinning and saying the same crap that ESPN says every single day. With that said, let's talk about uh, a, little, a little bit different. Let's give a plug to our great friends at jockjournal.com that's uh, yeah, sponsoring this show. Um, check out jockjournal.com for great NFL opinion pieces, fantasy football advice. Check out Nash Carey and Matt Show. Matt called into the inaugural show uh, yesterday, and Nash called in earlier today and talked about that Bears-Chargers game. If you want to call in and talk some sports and talk some fantasy football, you can. You give us a call at 602-753-1743. Once again, the number is 602-753-1743. All right. Let's have some fun and talk about fantasy football. Um Let's take a look at the injury report list. Uh, Frank, before I get into this, uh, are you a fantasy football user? Do you have any teams? How, how are you doing with that so far? Oh, not, wait, wait. How am I doing fantasy football? Dude, I don't play that anymore. I did. Maybe I should you know? back into it. I'm a man. I'm a Madden guy, but you know what? I know well. I do know a lot of a little bit about fantasy football to try to discuss. Listen, this first fantasy football, all you're doing is talking about injuries. You're talking about key performers. Uh, in terms of fantasy football, listen, you're just talking about the NFL in the end. I don't think you need to play fantasy football to necessarily talk about fantasy football. As long as you're talking to that effect about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sean, how about you? Do you do any fantasy uh, football, or are you just a pro football pick-up type of guy? I think I'm a, I'm more of a pro football pick'em kind of guy, Josh. I really uh, I don't play the fantasy sports because uh, then you can make some substitutions when players get hurt. So I really don't do it. Um, I am a fantasy football guy. I'm also a pro football pick'em guy. Uh, usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays are group days to um, dissect and take a look at your teams and see what's out there and like what the injury reports are. 
I know uh, Sunday morning, that's really big time for fantasy. It's just because you have Adam Scepter, Morton, Jake Laser. They talk about who's in and who's out. Uh, we have an article here from what, uh, not my bad, we have an article here from jockshow.com standing out some injury report for uh, big time fantasy players. For example, Ben Roethlisberger will be out for uh, the next two weeks for the Steelers. So, um, We'll see possibly Michael Vick start against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday if you want to have Michael Vick start your team if he's out there in the waiver wire. Also, we have uh, LeSean McCoy, who just came back from injury. Um, and uh, definitely he's a great pickup. I had I had 30 points from LeSean McCoy in my ESPN league last week. Uh, Bears are hoping uh, Matt Forte can come back uh, to practice this week. Um, it's Looks like he's a day-to-day type of thing. Glad it wasn't an ACL injury or a uh, MCL injury where you've been out for the rest of the year. But uh, it looks like Matt Forte could be back sooner than we thought. And also Eddie Royal is another good guy. He's uh, day-to-day, but he's been in and out and consistent with the injury bug. Um, one fantasy advice I advise for people, especially for those that are destined to come back late in this year, because usually fantasy football ends, uh, they don't do uh, uh, games in the postseason. Um, do, whatever you do, don't pick up Johnny Manziel. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Do not pick up Johnny Manziel. He's not worth it. <laughs> kind of, kind of, so you're not convinced. So you're yeah, convinced right. he's going to be Johnny Choke, right? He, he, Johnny Football? Johnny Choke. How about Johnny, Johnny Footblow? There we go, Johnny Football. Scrub. How about how about Johnny Scrub? Scrub Manziel. Johnny Scrub. Okay, yes, yeah. Wait, there you go. There you go. That's a perfect line for a fantasy uh, storyline when it comes to Manziel. Scrub Johnny. <laughs> and Scrub also, Johnny, because you're another disappointment besides Johnny Manziel is Eddie Lacy from the overtouted Green Bay Packers. I don't know what it is. Whether people are saying he's too fat or he's not as nimble or as he was last year, but Eddie Lacy has not been contributing whatsoever to the Green Bay Packers this season. Um, other guys, uh, I heard possibly Tony Romo could be back by week 11, so we may have to deal with the return of Tony Romo soon, which is always unfortunate, but uh, <laughs> uh, I would not pick up Matt Castle. I mean, yes, he had a good game against the Eagles this past Sunday, but I do not expect it this week. I, are the Cowboys on a bye week this week or no? The Cowboys yeah. should be close to their bye week. You know, I think you're right. Let me let me check that because you you are in a stage in which I know the Colts. One team I know that's at their bye week is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so the Dallas Cowboys they are not at their. As a matter of fact, they already had Who their bye week. No, no, no. They already had their bye week. Uh, that was between the Patriots yeah. and, Gi- and the, the Giants game. Uh, they are playing this Sunday. In, well, not much of a contest. Tampa Bay on the road. Nothing really too intriguing about that matchup. Yeah, not right. at all. <laughs> Nothing uh, at all. One more thing. One thing uh, for uh, Jock Turner before we move on here, talk about the MLB Hall of Fame special. I'll let Sean and Frank uh, dive into that because that's their field. Um, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Yeah, Jeff Fisher, you know, he's the coach of the St. Louis Rams, and uh, there's an article that came out 
from Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Um, mm-hmm. It says here a quote from Romney Harrison, uh, from formerly of the New England Patriots and NBC Football Man in America. I don't think it's a good anecdote, by the way, but he says I wasn't surprised. Uh, basically, there's a, lot, there's a lot of controversy about uh, how Jeff Fisher and Greg Williams, who was known for the bouncy game scandal, handled their team on defense, and that some hits go too far. There's a lot of scandal that uh, uh, Jeff Fisher and Greg Williams should be investigated on how they tell their players to tackle people. Did you hear about that, guys, or no? Yeah, no, I didn't I, hear it. Go ahead, go, yeah, go ahead, Sean. Um, I'll say, I'll say this. I did. When, I'll, I'll go a little further on this as far as uh, Jeff Fisher goes. Uh, he was quoted as telling uh, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, control your emotion. And to that point, maybe I can understand because it is an emotional game. Um, yeah. it, 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 it is an emotional game. It, re- it really is. And I understand how things can get very heated. It, things can really get very heated. And clearly, I'll say this, there was a big hit on, t- on Teddy Bridgewater, but did you guys see anything really illegal about it? Uh, uh, I, I didn't. Think it was really, I thought it was a little bit too far, but I didn't think it was illegal. Uh, well, so it was a hard hit. Like, yeah, it was a hard hit, but, I mean, you, you could barely give a guy a short attack without saying it's a horse car tackler or something like NFL's ridiculous with their uh, flags these days, but let's bring back some context to the story. Uh, basically, there was a quote from 2006 from Ronnie Harrison uh, talking about experience when he played the Tennessee Titans, and former receiver Bobby Wade came and chopped my knees, and he said he tore my knee up. I'm lying on the ground, and I look at Jeff Fisher, and he's smiling and laughing. And he says, this is so typical of Jeff Fisher's type team. Uh, uh, Fisher, uh, my bad, Harrison uh, was saying this on the Dan Patrick show uh, a while back. And then six years, uh, not, not that, uh, just this year went on to respond and said, I don't want to say I put things personal, but it was kind of personal attack on me, he told reporters uh, Monday. He says, I think you have to consider the source. You talk about a guy that had a great career. I mean, the guy played a long time. He was hard to defend. He was really active defensive player. But this is coming from a guy that had 18 unnecessary roughness penalties, seven personal fouls, four roughing the passer penalties, a total of 77 penalties in his career, and was one of three times the dirtiest player in the National Football League, and was suspended for a hit, a helmet-to-helmet hit on Jerry Rice in 2002. Okay. This is where these comments are coming from. I'll just say that since 2000, it's been a privilege and honor to be honored for me to be on the competition committee. Our main focus, as you guys have followed this league for a long time, though, our main focus is player safety. So for Ronald to come out and say that I did something like that, it's absolutely absurd. So that's all I have to say on that. Well, understand this about Greg Williams. He does have that reputation, and it's always going to follow him, his career, because he was involved in the Bounty Gate scandal in New Orleans. So you have that reputation now. You're going to have it forever. And unfortunately for somebody like a Greg Williams, it's going to follow him the rest of the way. It is. It will. It will follow him the rest of the way with the Bounty scandal and – you know, that was an ugly circumstance for a New Orleans Saints team that was 
very loaded that year in 2009. They were a very tough team, but when that report came out, that really affected them. You know, and that's one thing that uh, Greg Williams and even Sean Payton are going to have to live with for the rest of their lives, realizing that shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have dealt with with that. So every team has gotten away with cheating or with something like that that's going to impact them, but you have to move forward. You can't look back at the past. you got to go forward. Well, clearly the New England Patriots are doing that. They're doing a great job going forward. Because they're with the, the Patriots, team. you know, with the Patriots. They're, they're laying the smack down on the league. Let's face it, Sean. You know, with the Patriots, <laughs> you, have to, you have to keep this in mind about New England. They have dealt with so much with uh, Spygate. You know, they dealt with that in the opening week against the Jets in 2007. There was reports that they had dealt with Spygate in the Super Bowl against St. Louis. Then they dealt with uh, the deflate gate, you know, with, with uh, people calling them cheatriots. Bella cheat, you know, deflate triots, you know, Brady a cheater, Brady a liar. They have dealt with so I much more Brady than this. I hate Tom Brady to have. Yeah, you know, they have dealt with a lot more than other NFL teams. And I know with the Patriots, they're trying to learn from their mistakes. And remember, they played – I think it it was a lot of money they had to pay for a fine and stuff. It seems like with New England, week after week, everybody's accusing them of something. Like, you know, the Jets a couple weeks ago, the Jets got them on them about a locker room. Then they're getting cheated or uh, getting accused of cheating for winning the most coin tosses and stuff, 19 out of like 24. Right. So New England's had it rougher, I think, than New Orleans has. But, you know, the bounty scandal was a bad situation that ha- that was handled, but – I just hope when the next commissioner comes in, because who knows with Roger Goodell how long he is going to be as NFL commissioner. I just hope when, when he comes in, whoever the next NFL commissioner comes in, that disciplinary an, uh, action can be handled better because Roger Goodell has not ever handled disciplinary action very well. You know, I'm going to talk about Tom Brady here, and this hatred for Tom Brady, unless you're a New England Patriots fan, Sean, yourself included. <laughs> Don't you get the yes. sense, too, that this hatred for Tom Brady it started before the Flategate? The hatred for Tom Brady, plain and simple, is who Tom Brady is and what he has accomplished. Men, listen, men hate Tom Brady prominently because they wish that to, that they were Tom Brady. I mean, think about it. you got all these super, you're, you're an NFL quarterback, one of the best of all time with so many Super Bowl rings. Okay, maybe the most celebrated in the NFL today, it's either a toss-up between him and Peyton Manning. But look at the life. He's got a supermodel wife. They got so many mansions. They got one in the Boston area, Northern California, Tom Brady's residence. I think they have one in Brazil where Giselle is from. Tom Brady, I mean, this is a guy that you take a look at the at, at let's go back to the first uh Saturday in May uh of this year. May the 2nd. Tom Brady was in Churchill and then he gets on a flight and uh, on a private plane and he goes to Las Vegas for the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. How can you name anybody else that was at the two biggest sporting events on Saturday May 2nd in one day? the Kentucky Derby, and the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. I can't, but Tom Brady was. That, and the, well, you got to remember, the month of May, Frank, was a very hectic month for Tom Brady when you think about it. Right. You know, the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And then I'll never forget 
watching on all of the sports and news when he was interviewed by, I believe it was by Jim Gray in Salem, Massachusetts, where he was getting major support up there because that's Patriots country. Didn't get a chance to see it when I was up there. Hopefully the next time I get out to Massachusetts, I will be able to get out to Salem. Um, I think you, but, I was going to go ahead because I want to say something then when you're done. Go ahead. But he came out. Try made sure to tell the truth, worked on the fact that he said we earned it as a team and stuff. It was a very hectic month. There was more to it than that, because when I was on my trip in Boston, all of this stuff was going on, and then Goodell laid down the smack right on Brady and said, I'm going to suspend Tom Brady for four games for the 2015 NFL season. So it was a very hectic time for him. And I know, Josh, that I don't want to try to get caught up too much with the flake gate because I know all of us were very tired of it. I was, too. I will admit I was very tired of it because what was so frustrating was how it went on for months. It went on for months to try to figure out a resolution to this whole debacle. Go ahead, Frank. All right. The reason why there's a lot of hatred for Tom Brady is because people are jealous of him. Absolutely. They're jealous of him. I mean, it's, when they're judging, when they're judging. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, but let me ask you. For him maybe not. Shoot, I'm not saying I am. I'm not jealous of Tom Brady, but the majority well, of men say, you can't say, are. Well, you just, you just said that everybody, every man is jealous of Tom Brady. Okay, Mayor, then I apologize. The majority of all men are. Because let's face it, the men, most of the men in this country would visualize about being Tom Brady more than they would President of the United States. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad. Well, let me ask you this. When the judge ruled in favor of Tom Brady uh, upholding the suspension, there must have been a lot of guys in this country that sh- that said, this sucks. Tom Brady, ha- it's unfair. Tom Brady hasn't made. He gets everything in life, except, of course, two Super Bowl wins in Super Bowls 42 and 46. But the guy has it made. He he has Super Bowl rings. He has he has a super mile wife. He's got so many mansions with him, with Giselle and the kids. Uh, he has let's see. Oh yes, uh, the fact is he has everything. Tom Brady has it has it has it all. When you think about this factor with the Patriots and what they've dealt with, you know the. Uh, with all the stuff they've dealt with and they've overcome it, Robert Kraft is the one that I give a lot of respect for because this is a guy who has dealt with with so much ever since Belichick became coach of the New England Patriots. He's a great uh, owner, Robert Kraft. He is a great, great owner. owner. You know, he came in, he bought the Patriots, I believe it was 1994. He was a season ticket holder for the Patriots, right. went there. It was around, like, since 1973 or 72. Not a good time. Yeah, Robert Kraft was a guy that dealt with it. And I really liked when he stepped up and addressed all Patriot fans and he addressed the NFL saying, it's my fault that I did not stand behind Tom Brady because for a while Kraft was actually reuniting behind Roger Goodell. And you got to think about this too, gentlemen with Roger Goodell. He is public enemy. Number one in Boston, in the state of Massachusetts and all of new England, because a lot of people were very fed up with how he handled. I haven't liked Goodell ever since he became the commissioner of the NFL because the handling of all the disciplinary action. 
I haven't liked that. I haven't liked the NFL in Europe. I haven't liked this idea that we may have NFL in Germany and maybe oh, one day in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Josh, go ahead. Uh, we we don't have a lot of time left, but I mean, we could talk about this more, but we don't want to make this the New England. Yeah, I don't want to overdo uh, it. We have other stuff to get to. Yes, but yeah, you're right. For example, go ahead. But well, I was going to say this to Sean's point. The NFL has become worse since Roger Goodell became commissioner, and I think we're seeing it too in terms of the pace of the play. The pace of the play has a lot of penalties. It has a lot of ridiculous. Well, how about this? Oh, roughing the passer, roughing the punter. This is football. Let them play. Jeez Louise, Brian Arapo, you had all the right in the world to be pissed off at the officiating crew in New Orleans on Sunday. That, all the right in the world. That, and, Jen, and then I know, Josh, we got other things to go forward because you got other stuff we have to cover. Uh, that, and then don't forget about the beginning of the 2012 NFL season when the NFL decided to go with replacement officials. Think about how bad that situation was for a fail Mary game happened in Seattle. So there's been a lot that I have not been very impressed with with uh, Roger Goodell. Go ahead, Josh. I mean, Mr. these replacement officials, with the way the NFL has gone these days with the current officials. Go ahead. Let's talk about – let's talk about the show with this. I I put it in the rundown sheet for today's show – uh, it's an article that came out of uh, Yahoo Sports about the 2016 Hall of Fame uh, nominees. I want to oh, yes. list off the name. I, I want to list off the names for the ballot. I want to hear your guys' opinions, and then I'll give my opinions, and we'll head out of here and get the hell out of here for today's show. So, by all means, let me list up these candidates for the 2016 class. Outfielder Garrett Anderson, formerly known as the Angels. Brad Austin, current manager of the uh, Detroit Tigers. Justin Bagwell, Houston Astro, Fanny Barry Bonds, Luis Castillo, Roger Clemens, David Eckstein. I was kind of surprised he was on this list. Uh, on this list. David Eckstein of the 2002 Angels. Jim Evans, classic center fielder for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Nomar Garcia Parra. Troy Gloss, one of my favorite players as a kid. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr., Mark Gruzianic, Mike Hampton, Trevor Hoffman, Jason Kendall, former uh, Pittsburgh Pirates catcher, Jeff Kent, Mike Lowell with the Boston Red Sox and the Florida Marlins, Agnes Martinez, Fred McGriff, wow, I'm surprised he's on this list. Mark McGuire. Uh, Mike Mustina from the New York Yankees, Mike Piazza, Tim Raines, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, Lee Smith, Sammy Sosa, Mike Sweeney, Alex Trammell, Billy Wagner, Larry Walker, and then the last one, folks, Randy Wynn. Votes must be submitted by December 21st. Players are elected with choice announced by December 7th by the free integration era committee through 1946. It will be inducted in Cooperstown, New York, on July 24th. I'm going to start off with Sean here. I just rattle off the list of players right there. Who, who do you think should be in the 2016 class of the 2016 Hall of Fame? Let's not forget this year, the, the guys that were elected were Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, and Craig Vigio. Go ahead. Uh, that list that you just read off is that with the uh, pitchers, right? That that list that you would, uh, or or is it all of them in general? 
Alden in general. Well, I'll, you know, I'll do like three pitches here. <laughs> okay, well, you know, as a Red Sox fan, okay, you're like, oh boy, here we go. Nomar Garcia Parra for one. I grew up with watching Nomar. He was one of my favorite baseball players. He was he was uh, really he's still popular to this day in Boston and all of New England. Uh, Nomar for one. Uh, Kurt Schilling, no doubt about that. I would like to see Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame as well because. You know, when I think about the um, when I think about Kurt Schilling, I think about uh, his job he did with the Diamondbacks and the two championships he did with the Red Sox. Mike Messina is a possibility. I like him. Mike Piazza is not bad. Mike Piazza uh, was a had a lot of power. He was a great hitter for the uh, Dodgers and the Mets. Uh, Barry Bonds uncertain. I don't know with Barry Bonds getting in trouble with MLB. So. I don't think so. Roger Clemens, I don't know about that. He got in trouble with MLB. Jim Edmonds, yeah, I definitely could see Jim Edmonds. Uh, Mike Lowell, yes, I really. Mike Lowell is a great player. Uh, Fred McGriff was a bit of a shock, maybe, but hard to say. Who uh, I know uh, what I read. Yes, Nomar, yes, Schilling, yes, and uh, Mike Lowell and uh, Messina. I would go with probably Gary Sheff, Kurt Schilling. Uh, Sammy Sosa is a toss-up. Oh, jeez, Louise. No, no, no. Not with Sammy Sosa. I'll say this. Let me, look, let me, first, Go to you, Frank. Who do you like in this Hall of Fame class for 2016? Well, well first of all, let's scratch off the names that are going to get in. Barry Bonds, definitely not. Mark McGuire, sir. Well, Mark McGuire, he shouldn't even be mentioned in, the, in that list. Uh, he, uh, Roger Clemens, No. Although I do want to see how many votes Roger Clemens gets, I'm really suspicious. He was never proven of everything of anything. Uh, also, but I'll, but Barry Bonds, look, Barry Bonds, pretty much it's almost it's almost certain he took performance enhancing drugs. Clemens did have a rocky relationship with the media, and I think that does play a factor in the writers' vote because let's understand mm-hmm. this: it's the writers that vote these guys in, and character does have. A, does have a factor here. So I'm going to say this. Clemens does not get into the Hall of Fame. He does not come close. But I may be wrong here. I, I'm one thing I'm certain of he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, but I just want to see how many votes the guy is going to get. McGuire and Bonds, they're not going to get much of any votes. There are two guys that definitely deserve to be in there on that list. Certainly Ken Griffey Jr. Because if you look at Ken Griffey Jr. and what he was able to accomplish in his time in baseball with the Mariners and with the Reds, it was great. And didn't Ken Griffey Jr., guys, help transform the Seattle Mariners franchise? Because before Ken Griffey Jr., who did the Mariners have to market off of? Think about it. The Mariners were pretty depressing until the early 1990s. And there was talk that they would be that they were going to move, relocate, leave the kingdom. But the 1995 season helped their cause. Uh, they won the one-game player for the ALS. Uh, they defeated the New York Yankees uh, in the divisional playoff in the, in the in the American League divisional playoff. Ken Griffey Jr. helped transform that uh, Seattle Mariners team. He then went went over to the Seattle to the Cincinnati Reds, where his dad was a legend for many years. But there's above all else, Ken Griffey Jr. played the game plainly, unlike somebody such as Mark McGuire, who's on that list. Mark McGuire is not going to get any votes here. I'll be shocked if he does. But Ken Griffey Jr., it, during the steroid era, during this era of performance-enhancing drugs, played the game cleanly, and 
here's my observation about Ken Griffey Jr., and I want to get your opinion on this. Do you guys get the sense that uh, from the late 1990s on, with Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and then Barry Bonds, that maybe Ken Griffey Jr. was kind of in the background when all of these guys were producing ridiculous numbers? Little did we know they were on PEDs. Was Ken Griffey Jr. in the background? I think he was. Uh, I think so, too. It's hard to say. I, I know I don't Ken think he Griffey... was a household name. He was a household name, you know. I, I can don't say think at the time, as a Red, as a Red Sox fan, I can say that uh, in the '90s, one of the popular players that I remember was Ken Griffey Jr. He had a great swing, and he's what really got the Mariners turned around, and they were such a threat in the '90s. But yeah, but Sean, Sean, the point I'm making here is, yeah. was he really a household name from the late 1990s on when you had McGuire, Sosa, and Barry Bonds? It's, I think that's I what think, I'm getting at. I think, Frank, and I think, Josh, that with Ken Griffey Jr., I think as time went on from the late 90s getting into the 2000s, I think he was just not that popular. I don't think he was like, Uh yeah. What do you think there, Josh? I'm going to say for my list here, um, I think a wild card here would be Troy Gloss, but I'm saying that because I know that the Angels, uh, had a great year in L2 when they won the World Series. Uh, it's just something about the guy's power that I think it's kind of underrated. It kind of reminds me a lot of Paul Canerico, but with a longer at reach than him. Um, I, I think Kent Griffey definitely deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Trevor Hoffman, I think, is the yeah. guy that deserves to be in the Hall He's of Fame. He's getting uh, in next year, guys. I, I think maybe Jeff Bagwell. You know, I would not be surprised, Frank, that we actually see a lot of the guys in that O2 Angels team be in the world uh, in the in the Hall of Fame class. How crazy I could see to have a, yeah, how crazy how crazy would be to have a class of the Hall of Fame be featured with guys from one World Series team? Think about that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. David Eckstein. Hold on, I can I can give you a leg up on that one because we're gonna see that we've we're starting to see, we've we've seen a good number of guys from the 1995 Atlanta Braves with Glavin with Smoltz last year, Glavin and Maddox the year before that. Bobby Cox was also inducted in 2014 as well, and Chipper Jones is gonna be inducted uh, when his first time of eligibility comes up. So as far as a World Series team, maybe not with the Angels, but we're gonna see but we're seeing that already with the Atlanta Braves in which you had. Three dominant pitchers, you're, you're, you're going to have uh, one of your best sluggers on that team, and the manager. I mean, you talk about odd. How about the 1995 Atlanta Braves? You're seeing a lot of guys from the Hall of Fame from that point. 20, yeah, 20th anniversary, and you think about how big that Braves team was in 95 with all the depth they had, and John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, uh, Greg Maddox, and then you had Bobby Cox, who was the manager of the Braves. And you got to remember, you have to remember about Atlanta. They had good teams. Hey, hey, yeah, not guys, hey, guys. hey, Frank, we got a friend, uh, Bill, from Long Island calling in. Uh, Bill, what's going on, man? What do you want to talk about? Guys, how you doing? Uh, congrats hey, on, your, on your new show, Endeavor. I heard your show a little bit yesterday. I heard someone in the first five minutes yesterday saying, talking about, uh, I don't want to switch topics, but said that uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. was an elite quarterback. 
And then I tune in today and I hear you guys talking about the Hall of Fame. David Eckstein, the 2002 Angels getting a no more in the Hall of Fame. Are you guys kidding me? Uh, it's I mean, amazing. It's, that class is amazing. And, and, oh, yeah, and before oh, – oh, oh, hold on, Frank. Before we say that, yeah, thank you for your compliment on our new show there, buddy, and glad you're calling in. But, yeah, it's quite a list of players that uh, Josh just read off to Frank and I. Yeah, but you guys actually don't think they can get in. You, I mean, you can't be serious thinking Mike Lowell's a Hall of Famer, can you? I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't think these angels are going to get in. This is listen, Bill. Bill, and first of all, I hope everything's good on the island these days. But as far as these Los Angeles Angels go, they may get some votes. But this is clearly not like the Atlanta Braves of 1995 that already have four Hall of Famers yeah. and soon mm-hmm. to be a fifth within a couple of years uh, uh, when Chipper Jones gets in. So I think they're going to get in. Go ahead. Realistically, my list, uh, Bill, would probably be uh, Ken Griffey, uh, Sam Griffey Jr., Kurt Schilling, uh, Nomar, and probably, um, let's see, uh, I'll, I'll probably put Jeff Bagwell there then, I guess, since Craig Beecho got in, why not have the other Astro guy getting in? Okay, guys, can we be in agreement here that Ken Griffey Jr. is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because I'm he should, he, he should not only could, should Ken Griffey Jr. be a Hall of Famer, he should approach Tom Seaver's record for the highest percentage yeah. on ballots of like ninety-eight point something percent. He should be approached. He should be in the nineties, no doubt. I think All the right, reason about, why maybe he should be in the nineties. Hold on, I think the reason why he should be in the nineties, and Bill, you're making a valid point here, is because this was the best player in the most dirtiest of all era of baseball, and that's the steroids PD era. All right, before we got, we don't have very much time left. But how about other players? What about Gary Sheffield or Sammy Sosa or Mike? And you're talking about Sweeney. guys that are either steroid guys or just kind of. I think the problem is these days that we can't separate the Hall of Fame from the Hall of Very Good, and we've seen that with guys yeah. like Biggio. He was, you know, he was a compiler. He was a very good player. He wasn't a great player. I mean, he let, he he batted 280 for his career. He did nothing great. He was very he's good. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He's from Long Island, too. Oh, Long Island, too. I mean, and there's got a lot of guys like that, like like Andy Pettit, there's been talk around New York. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's very good. Mike Mussina, he's on the ballot this year. He'll get a lot of votes. I think he's another guy that falls in the Hall of Very Good. And I think Kurt Schilling, the same way. Uh, they're just so on the fringe and whatnot. Trevor Hoffman's going to the Hall of Famer based on his numbers. But, you know, anyone who's ever seen baseball, watched baseball, Trevor mm-hmm. Hoffman never closed a big game in his life. And he got 600 yeah. saves hey, Bill, in San Diego. Cause... Bill, let me ask you this. In your opinion, give me at least three or four guys who think should be in this year's Hall of Fame class. Griffey, for sure. I hate the Mets, but I think Mike Piazza's a Hall of Famer. I mean, they've they've let him sit around too long. It's always been suspicion around him. He was so good. He carried that Met, those Met teams for years with nothing else. Uh, he's got to be in there. Um, just for the sheer longevity, if you're going to give it, I think okay. Trevor Hoffman is there. Um, no, I don't think uh, – Mike Messina might get close this year. Um, Tim Rain is often overlooked. Um, he was yeah, a really, really good player. Um, maybe this is the year. Maybe he gets enough to get in. He was. He was. He, he's. I, I think in the past years he was in the sixty percent or something like that. Maybe this is the year he goes in. And besides that, four. There's just too many red flags for for me. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think maybe at least four or six guys I think could get in this year. Yeah, I guess I can see maybe down the road three or four years later on, but I, I think at least home runs for me still would probably be Ken Griffey and Trevor Hoffman right now. I'm not sure the other two I put on the list right now, but those two is a, uh, a for certain for me. Do uh, you have any other questions, though, before we have to let you go? No, I'll, I'll catch you again next time and talk about that guy who said, uh, talking about talking about Aaron Rodgers not an elite quarterback. I'll, I'll find that guy another time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling, bud. We appreciate it. Guys, have a good day. You too. All right. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, Bill from uh, Long Island. We want to thank him for coming in and calling in. Yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, I, I, I don't think every every person on this particular ballot should be in right now or for next year's class. Maybe summer four or five years down the road, I can see that happening. I the way I look at it though too with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens is that I think it's going to be depending on what how the writers and how the public feel about them especially Barry Bonds because think about it think about all the trouble that Barry Bonds got into and his popularity with MLB you know and the Giants to the World Series in 2002 and look how that ended they lost in of course in seven games and then of course him dealing with the steroids I don't know if if he is a uh, if he'll ever be a Hall of Famer, but we only have a few minutes left. What do yeah. you say, Frank? Do you think Bonds, if he does, if Bonds doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, do you think he'll ever be a Hall of Famer? I don't think. Uh, of course not. Because how is it that? And I'm not accusing the guy directly, but I definitely have strong suspicion of the fact that Barry Bonds went from such a great player that had Hall of Fame potential, 40-40, buffed up considerably, and hit 73 home runs in 2001. I do have my suspension. It just doesn't happen. I mean, listen, we, we were fooled over Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. As much as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa don't belong in the Hall of Fame, I have to say this, and I'm guilty as well. Shame on all of us for taking the bait. We should have known something was going on. We should have known when the Andrew was found in 1998 in Mark McGuire's uh, clubhouse stall that something was fishy here. Shame on all of us. For buying into it. We're all at fault. And as far as, but I want to say this quickly, and this is my last point. Roger Clemens, I think he's already burned enough bridges with the media. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, it's been a fun show. You guys can check out the podcast later on on our very own account. We want to thank Bill from Long Island calling in, Brownie, Nash Carey for calling in. I want to thank Sean for coming in, buddy. Uh, make sure you follow You're Sean welcome. on Twitter at SeanManSWR. Make sure you follow Frank on Twitter at ISBN underscore Frank. It's the big win, Frank. Frankful. I'm at Twitter at, I'm at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. And also, check out my wrestling radio show, the Pro Wrestling Series on ChicagoInsportsRadio.com. It's the 141 tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, as always, if you check us out at Recap Results, check out JockJournal.com, one of the best uh, NFL websites in the world. We'll be back on Thursday for another show. We'll preview the Buffalo Bills New York Jets Thursday night football game. What else is going on in the NBA world? Whatever comes up in our mind in our wacky world of sports. So for Frank, for Sean, I'm Josh Lopez. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's edition of the Sports Rap. Don't forget, life is short and, and make the best of what we have in front of you.
Amen. But that's thank you, everybody. And, and oh, I was just going to say, thank, thank you, everybody, and we will see you back on Thursday to preview, like Josh said, the Jets, Bills, and a lot of other stuff to get to in Sports Drive. Yes, we will. It's Sports Drive. Talk to you on Thursday. That was NFL Talk Late Night from Jock Journal with the biggest morons in the country. If you aren't asleep already, it might be time to get to bed. However, I'm sure most of you are still looking for me on AshleyMadison.com. Bad as yesterday, and I felt so happy that there was no... There. I think he lost it. <laughs> <Ooh. sighs>